Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Your business may be small, but you've got big goals. Brother Laser Printers can help you succeed, no matter the space, task, or budget. From crisp black and white to vivid full color, our printers offer affordable quality you can trust. Plus, fast printing and high page yields make them ideal for home offices and shared workspaces. It's no wonder Brother is the number one retail brand in laser printer unit sales in the U.S. With Brother at your side, go from small to do it all. Shop now at brother-usa.com slash laser. Here's the show that asks contestants to step up to the plate and swing for the fences to win the grand prize. It's time to play Nine Innings with your host, Josh Nelson. Thanks, Kim, and welcome to Nine Innings, the game show that will test your baseball knowledge. I'm your host, Josh Nelson, and thanks for tuning in to Nine Innings. Here's how the game works. There are nine questions for each contestant that ranges from very easy to incredibly difficult. At any time they get a question wrong or don't answer within 60 seconds, they are out. There will be prizes given away at key checkpoints, and one of those checkpoints is question six. If they can answer six questions in a row correctly, they will get three hints to use for the remaining three questions. They can use all three hints on one question if they want. Once the three hints are gone, they are gone. If the contestant answers the ninth and final question correctly, they win the grand prize. This week's grand prize is a $100 certificate to MLBShop.com, where they could buy new MLB gear for the upcoming season. There will be more prizes given away during the show at the checkpoints, but let's get started by meeting our first contestant. Our last two episodes, we have witnessed a grand prize winner on nine innings. Can we make it three episodes in a row? Our first contestant from Chicago, Illinois, is going to try to make that happen. It's Michael Kenny, and let's welcome Michael Kenny to Nine Innings. And hello, Mike. Thanks for joining us on Nine Innings. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. All right. So we've been asking all of our contestants their favorite baseball stories, and I think you have a doozy, and it involves way back when Jose Abreu was a rookie and his. Uh, very famous walk-off grand slam against the Tampa Bay Rays. 
So please share with us your side, or I guess your perspective, being at that game, witnessing the walk-off Grand Slam. Yes, that game was in 2014, so six years ago. Uh, I went with my then-girlfriend of two months. It was our first Sox game together. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just an exciting game, and I think we really didn't fully know what Jose Abreu was at the time, but when he hit that slam, I mean... It just the whole place went crazy. It was a great moment and, you know, something that I was able to share with her. And, you know, I got a little embarrassed because, you know, that was sort of like the moment that Jose Abreu really arrived in Chicago in my mind. And I started tearing up just because mm-hmm. and I was a little embarrassed, you know, to be with a new girlfriend and have that happen. But, you know, that's here we are six years later. We got married last summer, so I guess it all worked out. <laughs> well, that's terrific. So you tear up at a baseball game in front of your girlfriend of only two months, and she still <laughs> sticks with you. Exactly. That's, that's how you know. That's how you know. That's how you know. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That is <laughs> that is terrific. So all you single guys out there and single ladies – I guess follow Michael's advice, go to a White Sox game, witness something awesome like Jose Abreu hitting a walk-off Grand Slam, (laughs) cry, and see if they stick with you. Because if they do, then you know it's meant to be and you will get married very shortly. (laughs) Uh, That's a great story, Michael. So. We're gonna, you're going to be our first contestant again. Uh, just quickly review the rules before we get started. There are nine questions that you are going to try to answer all the questions in a row correctly. If you get a question wrong along the way, you are out. If you answer the first six questions correctly for questions seven, eight, and nine, you will get three hints. You can use those three hints on a single question. Uh, or if you, like, for example, you get stuck at question seven and you really need some help, you could use all three hints on question seven if you like. And so far, we've only had two contestants answer the first six questions correctly. And when they've done that, they were able to answer questions seven, eight, and nine and win the grand prize, which is still the $100 gift card to MLBshop.com. All right, so we reviewed the rules. We've learned Michael's fascinating story at a White Sox game and how he got married. Are you ready to play nine innings, Michael? I am ready. Let's do it. Question number one. This newly signed Chicago White Sox starter won a Cy Young while with the Houston Astros in 2015, going 20-8 with a 2.48 ERA. That would be Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel is correct. Yes. All right. Off to a good start. We got the first question correct. Our second question. This Detroit Tiger turned Houston Astro is the reigning AL Cy Young Award winner and notched a 3,000 strikeout of his career this past season. It's got to be Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander is correct. Yes. All right. Two and O. Oh. Let's see if you can pick up the theme after question number three. Your third question. In 2015, this former Chicago Cub, now Philadelphia Philly, won the National League Cy Young, going 22-6 and six with a microscopic 1.77 ERA. That's Jake Arietta. Jake Arietta is correct. Yes, we are three and zero. 
And I don't know if you picked up on the theme so far, but these are <laughs> a, these, we're doing a Scion Award winners All right. game for you. And uh, you, you got in the first three rides. So let's see if you still remember your Scion Award winners as we head into question number four. In 2012, as a member of the New York Mets, this pitcher became the first knuckleballer to win the Cy Young. R.A. Dickey. R.A. Dickey is correct. Yes. Four for four as we head to the halfway point with question number five. And this is where the difficulty, Michael, is going to get turned up a little bit here. Your question number five. Oh, boy. Two pitchers have won the Cy Young Award four seasons in a row, both in the National League. Name one of them. Ooh, okay. Um, gosh. I think that had to have been a while ago, but I remember, I think I want to say Sandy Koufax had like a string of a lot of dominant years in a row. I think I'm going to go with Sandy Koufax. Sandy Koufax is incorrect. It's a little bit more recent than you were thinking. One is Randy Johnson. Oh, yeah. The other's Greg Maddox. He won one with the Chicago Uh, Cubs, and then he won three with the Atlanta Braves. But you answered four questions in a row correctly. That is a great run. Trying to remember Cy Young Award winners is one of the more difficult awards to rack your brain around and try to remember. (laughs) So you did a great job. So congratulations getting four questions right. And, Michael, thank you so much for playing nine innings. All right. Thank you, Josh. second contestant on this episode of nine innings comes from loves park illinois joining us is bart bischoff and bart thank you so much for playing nine innings glad to be here thanks josh so lately i've been asking everyone to share a little bit about themselves but as most of us are still staying at home social distancing with covid19 uh what are you doing to help keep yourself sane during this period of time as far as being entertained and busy? Uh, you mean besides watching uh, White Sox games from 2015? Of course, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, just trying to hang in there. And, uh, yeah, it's been more about being nostalgic for the great years, like 2005. I know they're replaying those games this season. So that's been great. You know, hearing the Hawk again is kind of bringing back memories. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Just trying to get my fix in. It's almost, uh, it's almost painful to keep up with the current players right now because they feel so bad that they can't play. Yeah. But, uh, up until then I was, I was paying attention to every single at bat at spring training. I mean, so glad we at least got a little, um, a little peek at what, uh, what the season was going to be in spring training. So it's, uh, it's tough. Let's, I hope we can get back to playing ball. I agree with you. And hopefully they could, the White Sox could pick up where they left off from spring training to play whatever X amount of games they'll play in 2020. Now your favorite, your your favorite baseball story is a really unique one because it it happened in a random game back in 2010 for the White Sox. And that was the quadruple play. So I'll let you Bart play the historian 
share with us why the quadruple play by the White Sox is one of your favorite baseball stories. Well, I uh, I know the quadruple play is possible, but I'm I'm actually not sure that the White Sox did a quadruple play in 2010. Did they? They did against the Royals. So what happened? Obviously, bases are loaded, and right. there's a chopper in front of home plate. AJ Brzezinski picks it up, touches home, throws to third. Where uh, <laughs> this is a blast from the past. Brent Morell is at third base, so he gets it uh, before Wilson Betament of the Royals makes it to third. So that's your second out. Omar Vizquel. <laughs> <laughs> so many old names here. Omar Vizquel is covering second base. Uh, so Morel, instead of going to first, decides to go to second. And Vizquel gets it at second because the runner at first base dove back to the base thinking that Mark Burley, of course, Mark Burley's in the mound for this, was going to come back to right. first base. And as Vizquel gets it at second, he decides to go to first. There's no reason to. Uh, and he completes the quadruple play, even though the inning was technically over with when he caught the ball at second base. Right. I, I guess it's better safe than sorry, right? Just cover all your bases. <laughs> <laughs> yes, literally, uh, in, this, yeah. in this one defensive play. Uh, but I'm glad you mentioned that because it's I, – I had to – I. I faintly remember the quadruple play the White Sox pulled against the Royals and then going back and uh, reviewing that play. I mean, that's a game that should be uh, on the agenda for NBC Sports Chicago as far as the schedule to see if anyone <laughs> catches that during the uh, <laughs> during the game. You're like, wait a second, did the White Sox just turn a quadruple play? Yes, they did. So was there a particular part of that that you remember that that was one of your favorite baseball stories. Yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could remember the hawk call. I wish I could find the play because it's got to be funny. <laughs> so got to. I, I wonder if it's on YouTube somewhere. I don't know. We got to keep uh, keep searching for that. It's got to be somewhere. Well, the I, the video that I've seen lately is the one where the White Sox and Tigers had that huge fight back in 2000, 20 years ago. Oh yeah. Uh, that, that, that's a blast in the past, but those are good times. Good times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good times. So how well do you remember rookie of the years? Ah, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So Bart's excited. So let's get started with our second game of nine innings. All right, let's do it. Question number one for you, Bart. This two-way sensation from Japan won Rookie of the Year in 2018. That is going to be Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is correct. Yes. No Matt Davidson, but he'll do, right? <laughs> but I'm sure the Angels are very happy to have Otani uh, on the team. Question number two. Let's go back to the Chicago White Sox. This shortstop won Rookie of the Year for the White Sox in 1985, and then he managed the team beginning in 2004. That would be the skipper himself, Ozzy Guillen. Ozzy Guillen is correct. Yes, two for two. And sticking with the White Sox in 2008, this rookie White Sox infielder finished runner-up in Rookie of the Year voting to Evan Longoria of the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm. 2008 shortstop. Why is, why am I drawing a blank on that? 
2008 shortstop. Let's see, 2008, we got to the playoffs, played Tampa Bay. Yep. So that was a three-game series. I thought it was a four. I think we lost three to one on that one. Shortstop. Who the heck was a shortstop in 2008? Why can't I think of that? Well, again, the question is, in 2008, this rookie White Sox infielder finished oh, infielder. finished runner-up in Rookie of the Year voting to Evan Lagory of the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh-oh. We're going to start here in the Oregon vamp, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, man. Because Tadahito Aguchi was – that was 2005. He had a pretty good year that year. Oh, man, how am I drawing a blank? Would have been the shortstop to succeed Tadahito. And it's way before, huh? Or no, he played second base too, right? No, 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 this, whoever this is. You said infield. He could have played. He could have played either. Could have played second. Oh, yeah. man. We've got 20 seconds. It's not, it's not, not Gordon Beckham. It's too early for that. He probably didn't have a good initial season anyway. Uh, who's in between? Oh, it's killing me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm drawing a blank for some reason. You got me on number three. Well, do you have a guess? Do you just want to throw a name out there and see if it sticks? No, for some reason it's just not popping in. Darn it. Well, the correct answer is Alexei Ramirez. Of course. Oh, gosh. Forgot about Alexei. How could I forget Alexei? Uh, Alexei was the primary starting second baseman for the White Sox that season. Uh, He played 121 games at second base, and he played 16 games at shortstop. And then, of course, he would be the full-time shortstop for the White Sox uh, starting the next year in 2009. But you got two questions right. Again, rookie of the years are – I mean, there's been some really random rookie of the years. Uh, So this is a very tough category. Yeah, we should get back to those. (laughs) <laughs> it was great reminiscing on the quadruple play with you, Bart. Right on. And uh, thank you so much for playing Nine Innings. Thanks for having me, Josh. Appreciate it. We'll be right back with more Nine Innings after a quick word from our sponsors. The sweet aromas of the apple fritter, cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin are hard to resist. So making it the rest of the way home without reaching in your McDonald's bag is no easy task. But nothing worth doing is easy. Wake up and pair any one of these sweet, fluffy, frittery bakery treats with a McCafe iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Check out our amazing offers on Xfinity Internet. You'll get fast speed and Wi-Fi coverage you can count on. Plus, get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway, so you can keep the connected devices in your home protected from network threats. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Our 
Our final contestant on this episode of Nine Innings is a frequent commentator on SoxMachine.com. It's Trooper Galactus. And hello, Trooper. Thanks for playing Nine Innings. Hi, Josh. Thanks for having me on. Uh, haven't been able to comment as frequently lately as I've wanted to, but uh, quite frankly, I've had to spend so much time on a computer, I needed to be away from it sometimes. Now, I get that. So how have you been keeping yourself busy as a lot of us are having to stay home during COVID-19? Well, uh, I have to do the occasional troopering, and uh, I've guarded a COVID-19 test site on a couple of occasions. Uh, in addition to that, I'm I'm very busy with the, uh, the Army Reserve, uh, just even though a lot of things have stopped. Uh, there's, there's a lot of planning that still goes on. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that have to be handled in between the margins. So uh, just taking care of the soldiers and getting the job done. Well, as always, thank you so much for your service, especially during this very unique and tough time that a lot of us are going through. So hopefully to provide some distraction, let's see how many trivia questions that you can answer correctly about baseball. Are you ready to play nine innings? Let's go for it. Question number one. This speedy outfielder stole 59 bases in 2005 en route to the White Sox World Series title. Name the outfielder. I have an autographed baseball from him sitting on my mantle just a few feet away from me. That would be Scott Pesednik. Scott Pesednik? Is correct, yes, and I bet that autograph baseball is worth a lot of money. I'm I'm sure it's worth dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, if you had this next White Sox player, uh, maybe also be worth dollars for his autograph. For question number two, from 2004 to 2006, this White Sox third baseman hit 20 plus home runs each season. The only White Sox third baseman to do so over three consecutive seasons. Name the White Sox third baseman. Third baseman. Uh, that that would have to be Joe Creedy. Joe Creedy is correct. Yes. So we're two for two. Good start so far. Let's see if you can get past question number three. For question number three, this player hit 106 home runs from 2011 to 2014 for the White Sox. But this former Washington National turned White Sox DH didn't turn out as the team hoped when they signed him to a large free agent deal. Why Why do we have to bring up Adam Dunn? <laughs> I was so looking forward to this up until this moment. <laughs> Adam Dunn? Is correct. Yes, Adam Dunn did hit 106 home runs for the White Sox, um, but it wasn't the best free agent signing experience, uh, I think, for either side. Uh, Adam Dunn didn't have the best experience with the White Sox, and the White Sox didn't get what they wanted. Well, truth be told, other than 2011, I think the contract what probably went about is about how we would have expected, but 2011 was just so bad. <laughs> 2011 was Really bad. So you're off to a great start. You got the first three questions right. Let's see if you get past question number four. Though we remember him for his 49 home runs in 1998, this player is also the last White Sox player to get 200 hits 
in a season? That would have to be Albert Bell. Record still stands, if I'm not mistaken. Albert Bell is correct. Yes, four for four. We're off to a really good start with Trooper Galactus here as we head into question number five. And question number five is when the difficulty gets turned up here, Trooper. So let's see if we get past the midway point here on nine innings. Oh, boy. In a tw- in a 12-1 to 1 route over the Boston Red Sox in 1994, this former White Sox outfielder is the last White Sox player to record 13-plus total bases in one game. You said he was an outfielder? Correct. This former White Sox outfielder in a 12-to-1 route over the Boston Red Sox in 1994 was the last White Sox player to record 13-plus total bases in one game. Oh, I'm trying to think of the outfielders from 1990 because Reigns was still on the team and Lance Johnson was in center field. And... Was Darren Jackson on the team yet? I'm trying to remember. Um, I'm I'm just gonna guess here on this one uh, that it's. Gosh, I guess I'm gonna guess that it's Lance Johnson, but I'm not really super confident in that one. Lance Johnson uh, is incorrect. It's the no. other outfielder that you mentioned. It's Tim Raines. Yeah, Tim Raines had a monster game at Fenway uh, back in 1994 uh, for the White Sox in that 12 to 1 route as he had 13 plus total bases in a game. Uh, it's unfortunately, it's not one dog, Lance Johnson, but that is a good guess. Uh, but that was a good run, Trooper. You got four questions right. Uh, you got the tough one, Albert Bell, out of the way. That always seems to mix up. White Sox fans when asking questions about the late 90s and and records. And thank you so much uh, for joining us and playing nine innings. Hey, thanks a lot, Josh. Appreciate it, everybody. Stay inside. That will do it for this episode of Nine Innings. Unfortunately, no grand prize winners on this episode, but big thanks to Michael Kenny, Bart Bischoff, and Trooper Galactus for playing. Who will be our next grand prize winner? It could be you. If you would like to be a contestant on Nine Innings, sign up at SoxMachine.com. Nine Innings is a Sox Machine production featuring Kim Nowakowski announcing, written by Ted Mulvey, music by Andy Schofield, and executive produced by Jim Margulis. Follow us on Twitter at Sox Machine and subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Josh Nelson. And thanks for listening to Nine Innings. Are you ready for spring? Well, now is the perfect time to add a proven winner's hydrangea to your landscape. Beautiful and easy to grow, there's one for every style and situation. Look for proven winner's hydrangeas in the white containers at your local garden center. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.